Good evening and welcome to Laughing Monkey Music Show. So we have on Ryan Coakley. How are you? Good, good. How's it going? <laughs> We're doing good. Ryan is known for Cadillac Tramps is how I came to know you mm -hmm. uh, many years back in the fantastic band. And you're also, but you also have a new band, newish? Yeah. Yeah, the well, yeah, the antivirals. I mean, uh, yeah, basically new. We put out our album a couple of years ago. Actually, it was an album that I did over the pandemic, and now, uh, now that it's opening back up, we're playing shows, so it feels new because we're now yeah. playing, you know, a bunch of live shows. So that's that that it's hard because it feels like we're in a freeze frame, like your stop motion during the pandemic. Yeah. So anything new, you don't want to say it's not new for them, but if you haven't done anything or toured with it, it's kind of new-ish. Yeah, you know, hundred percent new, really new to you, <laughs> new to anybody right? who's listening. To so that. I thought we could just talk a little bit about your time, you know, and the awesomeness of the Cadillac Tramps and and your new new stuff. And actually, you have you playing also uh, live stuff on your Facebook page, so people need to check it out. You know, yeah, pretty awesome stuff actually. Oh, um, I'm, I'm digging it. Early on, though, Cadillac Tramps, if people want to wear them, check them out. Um, you guys were just, did you guys have a formula even you wanted, like a goal? I mean, to me, you guys were just like punk, blues, and metal, shaken up mm -hmm. with a really good melody to it. Always had a good melody. You know? Yeah. Was it just an evolution, or did you guys all kind of bring your own pieces in and say, we're leaning here too much, we're leaning here too much, or just... It well, it was really actually pretty natural. Uh, we all were uh, we were all from the punk rock scene, the local, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Orange County and Long Beach punk rock scene. We all grew up in that area, and we all were were at the same shows and the same places. Although we didn't know each other, so early on, it was a basis of punk rock that brought us together. Um, and when we met weirdly enough so like the kind of conversations when we first met were like what kind of music are you into you know how you talk to people at shows yeah. like when you're younger man and you're like what kind of music are you into bro um gabby the singer and johnny two bags the guitar player they were like they would say stuff like well i'm into the damned like one of my favorite bands is the damned and i'm also really into johnny thunders you mm -hmm. know and it was like, so you put the Damned and Johnny Thunders together and you kind of get a bluesy punk, right? Yeah. And then if you take, so then what I would say, I was telling them is like, I'm into, you know, Iggy Pop. I'm into Black Flag, the Circle Jerks. Yeah. Um, and, and I also said, I'm into James Brown too. You know what I mean? It was like, it was kind of like weird. So we, if you take all that stuff that's mentioned and you stir it up in a pot, you end up getting the Cadillac Tramp. So it wasn't like we said, let's make a band that is this or that, you know, we were friends. We were, we were friends at the time and we still are. Johnny, Johnny two bags is still in social distortion. He is in social distortion. He's been in ever since uh, Dennis Donnell died. Yeah. Uh, Mike got Johnny to replace Dennis Donnell. And um social distortion was kind of a big influence and they're kind of uh, like that same similar genre, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was kind of what was going on in our area and what we grew up with, you know? Yeah. Social D's have got a pretty solid, um, they've been solid through the years. Nothing changes, you know, yeah. they are legit. Yeah. Too. Mike's a great songwriter. It's just great songs. I mean, 
It's cool. That's what it comes down to. I mean, that's one of the good things about the Cadillac Tramps. It's got a lot of good songs. You know, it's got the groove into yeah. it. But there's a good melody. And Gabby had a good melody. Yeah. And, you know, a good sound. You know. And yeah, I, think- I used to. We yeah. used to. We put a lot. I mean. I was kind of, I kind of came into the band with some songs mm-hmm. and then they had a set of songs that they were just start. It was just starting when, when I joined and uh, I brought um, like barbed wire. There's the song barbed wire was a song that I actually had, we had, I had in a band prior to the Cadillac tramps. And uh, there's a, there's a song on that don't go record called monster zero. And yeah. that song was one that I had before the Cadillac tramps. And it was just kind of uncanny how that, you know those songs were just exactly what those guys were looking for too you know so well yeah you guys do have a sound together you know it's usually a, a best collective of music and all the artists kind of just mesh and you make a sound yeah that's it you know and, and gabby had a voice that was like and, and i'm gonna say it's like in a good way like all my favorite singers don't sound like they could be on one of those tv shows with these right. voices. oh yeah yeah like a like right yeah. because you could say they have a technical voice in key in a studio whatever fine but you couldn't take any of those singers well most of them i don't want to be totally <laughs> jerk but you couldn't take sure. most of those singers and put them in any of my favorite rock bands any anybody it would just sound horrible you know yeah like mick jag if you saw mick jagger or bob dylan or right. you know uh, even rod stewart maybe if you saw him on one of those shows they might not win right. <laughs> they would be very thing. distinct but they might not win the show you that's know? the thing i think almost being distinct and singing in key or almost in key and not Gabby is what I'm just saying in general, there's something yeah, about sure. that in, in a song yep. that is what really makes it a great song and a great artist, even a great band. 100%. Um, you know, but, but that also carries over in your, in your band and you, you singing too, you got your own sound too. It's once again, it's, you know, your own thing and it's great. It holds, you know, it holds well playing guitar and singing though for you how's that <laughs> well it's it's pretty it's actually pretty natural it's okay. weird we just played a show uh this weekend and um the antivirals the the band that i'm playing that I, this is my focus right now yeah uh, when i contrived the band my idea was i made the record and my i did play 90 percent of everything on the record and mm-hmm. The uh, the idea originally was I wasn't going to play guitar in this band. Really? I wanted to be because because I started out loving Iggy. You know what I mean? I come from a place where it was like my original idea of what was cool in music was to be like that frontman guy and be kind of free. And I also right. I noticed like if you can hold your mic real close and mm-hmm. you can move around the stage, you can do so much more without having to be tied to the guitar. And then just, you know series of events happened i ended up playing guitar you know because i i had two guitar players and one of the guys had to move and then another guy the other guy joe had to move and so it was like okay now you know i'm playing guitar we got this new guitar player chris we're working him in we're supposed to play this weekend he gets COVID, and it was like oh okay so we found out we had we had one more rehearsal before we found out he had covid and we hadn't been near him so none of us were affected by it we didn't even have to like worry about it because we hadn't seen him for over a week and we rehearsed by our we rehearsed as a power trio 
and I played this weekend. And that's some of those clips that are up right now are just, you know, us as a power tree. As a power tree, though, I got to be honest with you, that power tree thing really seems to be working. There's a lot of energy there. I mean, it, it was actually, yeah. And that's the thing about it is, is a lot of people were telling me when, when I said, I'm not going to play guitar in this band. They're like, dude, you have to play guitar. That's your thing. And I was like, well, it doesn't have to be my thing, but whatever. I guess it's my thing. So it's like the it's like a Michael Corleone when he's trying to get out of it. And they're like, they're pulling me back in. You guitar know? pulls you back in. I mean, it's you are a good guitar player. But like I love to ask guitar players, they're like, because, you know, the singing and playing guitar, some people is very natural. Some people it's the worst. It's like doing two things at once. and You're so not used to it. Even if you're the best guitar player, you know, like a lot of guitar players have started new bands and they want to sing. But a lot of them weren't doing background vocals. So they weren't singing all along. Right. And they're like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. The challenge. I, I mean, it's something that I have to work at. It comes pretty natural to me, actually. Weirdly enough, it comes pretty natural. But the idea is it is work because you have to do both things. I mean, and and I, you know, I would say if anybody's out there and they're like, how play guitar and sing at the same time, man, how do I do that? You just have to practice doing it. It's like magic, voodoo, black magic. It is. It's hard. I mean, it's not easy. And that's why I didn't want to play guitar in the band in the first place, because I wanted to be free to do one or the other. In the Tramps, I was, uh, I sang a lot of backup vocals, but it's way easier to just play guitar and rip and just move around. You know, it it, it holds you into one, into a box for one thing, singing and playing, because you could be a movement guitar player, like I like to be, but if you're singing and doing that on the mic. So you're 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 stuck in a little box, you know. So yeah, you don't really have that, you do Garth Brooks it, it takes uh, practice. microphone thing there and you run around. You know, oh yeah, I was I always joke around like the Garth Brooks thing. I could run all around stage with the Garth Brooks thing. And it's but like, it doesn't seem very punk or it doesn't seem very rocky. You'll only see that in country music. You really don't see many rockers. They're like, Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Like they'll do almost anything, except you don't have that little TED Talk mic going. Never on really see rock. it in rock and roll. Yeah. It's for some reason I mean, and I don't I think it looks goofy. I don't like it. You know I, I, mean? yeah. I personally look at it and I go, I understand why, but I don't like it. So I would never do it. Well, they do the color, the blended in. It looks like it looks awesome. You get like a, like a wart or something. Like you've been kissing a flag. You mean talking about? You're like, is that supposed to look better than not having anything? Because I'll be honest. Yeah. Like what would I do? I would get like a salt and pepper color one to match my beard. <laughs> oh, get, get like a teardrop one. Like, yeah, yeah it's a teardrop. There you go. There <laughs> you that go. Too. And it's like, that's my microphone. You know, I'd rather have yeah. like a, a, oh, it's the worst. Um, for guitars, though, what do you use in general? I mean, you seem like you've always kind of stuck to the same type of style, though, for guitar. Yeah, I mean, I, over the years, I've actually, I've experimented with a few things, but I'm, uh, it, you know, I have this Les Paul, I call it Blackie. It's got all the stickers all over it. I bought it um, early on in the Cadillac Tramps days when you could, you know, I had a friend, he had pawn shops and stuff, and he's like, hey, there's a real American-made Les Paul at my pawn shop right now if you want to pick it up blah blah I'll come get it it's 400 bucks with the case which is unheard of it's a 77 uh it's called a les paul pro and it's black it was nice and beautiful black at the time and it's got stickers all over it because but i toured with that guitar all through the Cadillac tramps all through mm-hmm. my band rule 62 i've toured and used that guitar over and over on just about every album i've ever made oh wow too and, uh, and that's, you know, in the like 20 something or whatever. And uh, up now it's a style too. So it's not. <laughs> yeah. But then I also, so I was like, I need a good backup guitar. So I bought a telly in about 96. I bought a Telecaster that was like a, 
a, a Fender modified Telecaster and it, um, it's an American made telly, but it does not sound like a telly. It actually, um, it's got, now it's got two Seymour humbuckers in it. Uh, Seymour Duncan, the, the patent pending 59s or whatever, you know, so they're like a 70s sound. It's actually got the identical kind of pickups that I have in that Les Paul. They both are pick, have the same setup. So the, and the telly is what I used, um, on those power, on that power trio that weekend. I, I keep going back to those two guitars because they are just, you know, I, I made a little while where I was playing with a Gretsch, mm-hmm. um, and that Gretsch had TV Jones pickups in it. So that was kind of cool. Uh, it was in the, and it was set up unlike a Gretsch. It was, it had TV Jones pickups that were developed by Billy Gibbons, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was more like a rock sound crunchy rock sound than a twang sound for a Gretsch but I swear though that that telly and that Les Paul they just they stay in tune they're reliable they're just well-built nice guitars and that's I I'm not like a have a million guitar kind of guy you know I'm just I still have two guitars that I use and that's it watching that video and listening to it and like really going back to listening to it, it's, it's the guitar really has a great sound but it has a, a very distinct sound that's why i was asking you i couldn't really pick it out because it does sound a little bit different than you know what i mean you know i just plug in to this yeah. and the paul and a martial art orange or whatever the, the combination it could is. be it could be the amp too um, it's a combo really because um that it does it does have a distinct sound like it, it does a sound i haven't heard before because there's tons of great amps and tons of great guitars. There's nothing wrong. Yes. It's just that combination of that sound was just a little different than I hadn't heard before. Yeah. And, and you know what? The sound man at the show, he made a comment because the, the, ba- the two bands that played before us were both using uh, Marshall half stacks. Yeah. And I used to be a Marshall guy forever in the Tramps. I was a Marshall guy. And I finally let my Marshall go. And I got this because I use an orange amp. One day, Gabby and I, when Gabby was still alive, um, we were at a rehearsal that, and it was a studio that they supplied amps and they had these orange amplifiers in there. And I had never really used an orange. I plugged into it. And I go, bang. And we both went, wow, that thing sounds good. And it's almost like the sound I've always been looking for from my yeah. Marshall, but never got. And then, so the sound man, this at this Saturday we played the first two bands use Marshall half stacks. I go up there with my Marshall 50 watt combo amp and uh, he comes up after the set and he just goes, all right, the jury's out. Orange wins. Orange beats Marshall. <laughs> you know, he was attributing it to the amp. It's a combo though. You know, it's just the way I, I, I it's orange is a great amp. I actually have my, I just got for Christmas. My daughter bought me a tiny one. Here's the mini yeah. one, the desk. Yeah. It sounds huge and it's great. So yeah, I like only the orange or you can see in the background Vox. Those are my two amps I love. Yep. I actually Black Star is great. I love the other ones, but those are my favorite sounds I've been digging the past couple of years. Sure. Know? And that little orange, but the little orange I got on my desk is just the best. Yeah. It's a it's good crazy. they're good amps. They're good amps. I mean, I'm I don't see myself ever going back to Marshall, that's for sure. Feels like it's a good warm 70s style amp in a way that it could be punk or classic rock. It just feels kind of just got a little bit of a dirty, dirty, warm sound to it. Yeah. But it's very flexible, very, very yes. malleable to a lot of different types of sounds. And you can sure. Tweet. Yeah. Except cool. for, especially that rocker verb, the rocker verb combo, particularly that I have, you can set it on half power. So it's 25 Watts or 50 Watts. 
It's got two of the, the vintage 25, you know, selection speakers in it. And it's just, it's, it's got reverb, which I don't use the reverb. I don't, I don't, for my kind of music, reverb's just right. going to wash it out. I, I need more, more nuts than that. But, um, but you hit pretty hard. Though, too. Yeah. You, you play, you're strumming pretty hard. Yeah, I do. I do. I play a little. What, I play, what are you using for strings and gauges? I'm kind of curious. That... I actually, I've been using 11s forever. Um, I used, and, and I used to use GHS back in the Calic Tramps days, we had an endorsement by GHS. So we would change strings every show. And for tramp sets, Calic Tramp shows were like, they would push on to like an hour and a half, you know, or more of playing. And it was really not singing and playing. I was hitting even harder. Yeah. So we would change strings every show. And, um, now I could probably get two two shows out of a set of strings, but I use Diodario 11s. Now I just switched over to Diodario. I don't know why. I just I like them though. They're really consistent. And, I love them. But, In fact, all my guitars actually just Diodario actually sent me a bunch of stuff recently and uh, a box of them. Yes, they're good stuff. I took everything. Stuff. I get the acoustics from that. All the different ones I've been playing around. And prior to that, I was just playing around. You know the with the GHS Boomers. I was trying the every type of style you know how you, you go down yeah. doing, the, doing the tone chasing and then you're doing a string and then you're doing the gauge what kind of brand you know you try yep. really super light and then i'm like how did how did zz top and eddie van halen use such light strings yeah you know Weird. what i'm saying you know what else i i met billy gibbons and he actually his stage sound like on the deck yeah. where, which you know it's what if you're not familiar with that for the people out there that's what they call the stage on the big on the big venues but on the deck there they actually, he says his stage volume is super low. Really? They'll have like a, whatever an amp he's endorsed by at the time, they'll have that out on the stage and he switches endorsements all the time. You know, it just does that. But then in the back, they'll have his real rack. That's really yeah. putting the sound out. But on stage level, they said their, their stage level is really low. Crazy. Crazy. But isn't, but like, that's one thing. And, and you know, as an artist, like and I talk to a lot of people, how very, very different it is. It's not just one style, one this, one volume, one string. There's so many pieces. Yes. Between strings, guitars, in ears. And then then you you like, what is some people just their mix will be just, I have to hear just my guitar and maybe a little drums. And yeah. then I'm gonna need, or I'm doing this. And some people are like, bury me the lowest. I need to hear everybody else so I can play with them, which That's is usually it, yeah. you're trying to play with the band instead of leading yeah. the band. Yeah. I like to hear it. I like to hear everybody. I'm one of those. I want to hear everybody. I don't want to hear myself too loud because then I just, it's just, I get real self-conscious because yeah, when I'm too loud, I can hear every mistake too. You know what I mean? Or well, I know, but flaw. you're also going to play to your, to your band though. If you're going too fast, too slow. Yep. If you want to be good in the mix, you want to be able to hear what other people are doing, you know, and, and there's a lot of other bands I talk to, like if it's jamming or they're doing an open spot or, or improv, you need to know what's going on. Yeah. I guess in this, you're the leader, you don't care and you make, you're like, that's your gig in the band. You're the boss. Right. Everyone else kind of follows you. Then it could work. Yeah. It, it just depends on the dynamic of the band. Yep. And I like I like it. To, I tell people that I'm because I I don't really teach guitar. I'm not a guitar teacher at all. I don't even really know what I'm doing. Really. I mean, <laughs> I do what I do. Like I'll tell people, I do what I do. I do. I try to stick in a. I think when you have like you said, there's so many choices. Mm -hmm. So really sometimes it's about figuring out what your parameters are going to be for like, cause I like to talk to young bands and I go, I always tell them one of the things I tell them is like, pick a lane, 
because there's so many choices. If you just go all over the place, you're you're going to water down, you know, everything. It's like if you keep every day you show up with a new guitar to the band practice and it's like, dude, what's your sound? Do you have a sound? You have your sound is any sound today. It's like, so you pick a lane and then, you know, uh, the, the thing about, uh, gosh, dang it. I lost my train of thought there. What were we talking about? <laughs> well, I know it's just, we talk about starting with gear. And, uh, about oh, that's right. Gear. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's like pick a lane, pick a style, pick a, you know, and and then also, yeah, listen to the other band, listen to the rest of the band. Like I heard that from a jazz player a long time ago. Mm-hmm. If you really listen to everybody else, you're going to know what to play, especially like with my music, with punk rock. And, and it's like, it's got a lot of, there is a certain groove and there's a pulse. Yep. And if you want to hear the pulse of punk rock, really listen to the Ramones and listen to what the guitars do with the drums, man. It's like there's a pulse there with that. Even though they're doing downstrokes, they're not just going da 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 da. They're pulsing with the drums really well, and it's it makes it sound more powerful. That's the unique thing, actually, with the, with the Ramones. Now, I was just talking to um, Legs McNeil about his friends with jo- uh, Joey, and we, they're really excited. They're like, oh, we just you know shaved down the set to like 35 minutes. Like they just shaved like another minute. Like they get excited when they can shave down even more time on their thing because the timing was so good on them like that, you know, there's certain bands that that's their thing or ACDC yeah. is the same way. They're very tight like that. But I think what's really just like, if you look back now, I would say it would be really great for young artists. I would say is learn a little bit about jazz. Even if you do punk, if you learn about jazz, mm-hmm. the concepts of it, it will carry over in every type of music and it will help you appreciate everything. When you're young, you know, when you're mm-hmm. young, yeah, you're like, I don't care about jazz. It's crazy. But as you get older as a musician, you go back, you're like, Oh, that's got a jazz property. That's got a jazz theory. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be jazz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and if I'd known back then, oh my God. You know, I mean, you just, you know, helmet, like a lot of bands just you listen to them really complex, you're like, oh, jazz. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's principles, really. It's like yeah. the principles behind why they're doing what they're doing can carry over to anything. It's it's like once you figure out what's the principle of tempo, say, you know, or what's the principle of just rhythm and being locked in the bass and right the there, drums, how the ba- being locked in yeah and it almost makes you if you allowing your knowing you're the person that you're playing with allowing them to be them allows you to be better like almost it's almost like the giving part of that genre can help you yeah. become a better player which yeah, sometimes sure. when you're in punk and rock and metal you're not giving an inch that's your time you're the st- <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. everyone's that rock star but if you can be giving you know that's a band that's the last yeah. Has songwriting changed for you a lot with the years or? Um, yeah, I mean, it, sort of. Uh, uh, a lot of the antivirals music was like uh, all the songs basically were inspired and um, not inspired necessarily by the pandemic, but inspired by the the emotional response and the anger and the angst and the fear that was bubbling up from the pandemic, especially in the United States and Mm -hmm. and with like the news and the the political situation and all that. And what happened for me when I was a very young guy trying to write music, when I first heard the Sex Pistols and the Clash and the, you know, the British first wave punk stuff, when I first heard that stuff, I realized like, you can say anything you want in a song. It was incredible to me. It was just like, I hadn't thought of that. I was, you know, you're, you listen to the radio and you're hearing like 
Steely Dan or Super Tramp or even ZZ Top or whatever. It's all cool, but you're kind of listening to these like metaphoric rock songs. Right. Right. And then what happened was punk rock told made made it so I could say whatever I wanted. And during the Cadillac Tramps, I was really careful to write in a way that didn't alienate anybody's uh, from anything. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, you know, it could mean one thing to one person. It could mean one thing to another person. I'm still trying to make a point. I still have, a you know, you know, South Africa was obviously an anti-apartheid song. It's like that's on the nose, you know, with with my songwriting now, I'm actually tending to be a lot more on the nose. I'm saying exactly what I think, exactly what I feel, and I'm not filtering it at all. So in that sense, it's changed in the lyrical content a lot the other thing that's changed (laughs) right and the other thing that i've changed kind of in a way really is because like you said cadillac tramps you'd say it's like a mix of this that the other thing punk blues metal whatever you want to add in there all the different things with the antivirals i made a conscious effort that i just wanted this to be punk rock like if you go what kind of music is is coakley's new band punk rock straight up and it, you might want to say old school punk rock because it's it harkens more back towards like the dam right. or the circle. And it's a hard call now because it's flags. old school and new school. And there's something wrong with the new stuff because that's their generation, right. how they've heard it. And you can't be that guy at the door saying that's not legit or this is legit. You talk about the exactly. blue, it's not legit. It's legit if you do it and you enjoy it. It's from your heart. Now, if you do it, and you're like, 100%. you know, well, you want you you heard I want to be the Clash. I heard Sex was inspired me. So someone goes, I was inspired by Green Day. You're like, oh no, well no, but Green Day was inspired. You have to. Start somewhere, you know, but then yeah. if you can, you want to go back to your roots though, too. You want you go, who did Green Day listen to? Who did so and so? You know what I mean? You always go back one or two more. Oh, sure. That idea. Interestingly, about Green Day, the Cadillac Tramps, we were touring and we did shows with Green Day. We did shows with Green Day in Berkeley at Berkeley Square, where they're from, when they were coming up. And I was super impressed by Green Day because they had great songs and they actually were a power trio. Uh, they 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 have an additional guitar now and some keyboards and stuff that they do for like the big concerts. But then they were in clubs. They had a Marshall half stack, a bass rig, and a drum kit. And they and and Billy Joe was singing and playing. And and when not when I had to go do this show Saturday, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, you know what, man? When we used to play those shows with them and, and with Green Day, this is basically I'm rolling in with that exact same setup right now. I got a good bass player. I got a good drummer and I, and I can play. And so we're going to be a power trio and I new school, old school. I don't even care. Rancid's one of my favorite punk bands. I mean, they're not an old school punk band, but they play that style, which is cool. I love that style too. So I guess, yeah, if you really think about it, but, and that's the thing, like you said, you know, with Green Day, they've always sounded the same though. They really didn't sell out. It's just the world's, like their songs is pop. It's, it's whatever. No, they yeah, they were doing that. They were doing what they right. were doing in clubs. They did not sell out. They were touring. They were in a van. They were playing clubs. They were going up and down the coast doing what they do. You know, he's a tight. He's a tight singer and a tight player. And it's like the Beatles meets the Sex Pistols, and they got this like melody thing that he has that he's really good with. Yeah. And he oh, he's a great songwriter. I mean, you have to have yeah. good songs. That's the other that's the thing, thing I like to tell yeah, band. You know what I'm saying? When we talk punk, and I think I want to be clear that we're being very clear about it, there's nothing wrong. Green Day is pretty awesome. But when some people get like, oh, is that, any band that you can get a shirt at Hot Topic, I can't listen to that. That's not punk. It's important that people just you know, love music. And um, 
So what is the, the as you start to kind of wrap this up, what do you, where, where's your future plans here with this? He's going to start doing gigs, going to start reaching oh, out more. We're going to start playing more shows and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're, hopefully travel a little bit, you know, take it on the road a little bit. And um, the thing uh, with, you know, we put out our own music. I have my own record label, uh, Nadine Records Media. And um, you can check it out at nadinerecordsmedia.com. And that's also the company that we put out the Tramps documentary and all the other kind of stuff that we... Oh, I, uh, it's a multi- I missed that. I just, so focused on you. Yeah, the, the documentary people should need to check that out too. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the, and there's a link for... There's a... Right now, the, the Tramps documentary, we had released it with a, with a company that was a regular distribution company. We signed a deal with them for three years because if they messed up the distribution we wanted to get it back right they kind of messed up the distribution so we have it back now we're going to re-release it but there is still a place where it can be rented and stuff but it's not everywhere like it used to be um so nadinerecordsmedia.com what i really want to do in the future is um i want to put out some vinyl for this for this band and, uh, but I don't want Nadine Records Media to do it. We're not really into, we're not really, uh, we're more of a media company than a record yeah. company. So it's like, I want to do like some kind of a deal with one of the cool local uh, record labels in our area and do some vinyl or some split vinyl with other bands and that kind of stuff. We want to want to have fun with it. I think split vinyl is hard though, because you want to support the artist. But you just rather have they have more songs on it, or if you don't like the band, you're buying half of it now. You don't like it, it feels like a waste. Yeah, you have, that's true. Band, have two more songs on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. It is. It's hard. That's Singles are hard. Because I know Singles are too. hard. It's yeah, and it, but it's something I I still I want to I want to have some hard copy vinyl to sell. People are asking for it at shows and stuff. So we're just gonna, but we're just gonna we're gonna start our next um, record. I mean, we're actually working on new new songs right now. I love that. vinyl's the best. I'm just saying, like it's hard because, but as it a label. Is. It makes sense to do a split because you have two artists bang for the buck. Yes. A band, unless they're two really good bands that you both happen to like. It's like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. The split in particular, it can be it can be annoying because you're like, oh, we got a split single, and you're like, oh, I don't like that band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or can you, you, just, you just don't know. You I mean it's kind of hard. It's yeah. not like you go to a concert, you can come late to the show or leave early. It's you're, you're stuck with it. Now. Well, and that's what I love about digital music. I, everyone complains about digital music, but actually I like to go through, sample the ones I want and buy just the ones I want. You know right. what I mean? And that's like, it, it, in a way, the consumer has like so much control now. It's awesome, but. It's a good thing. I always put the links of everybody. You'll have me send me your links. I'll put them in the bottom of the show. Okay, cool. Show and on the podcast and all the other sites that the podcast goes on, like Amazon, you know, all of them. The links sure. will be right underneath it of all your stuff. So when they get done listening, people click on us. You guys are getting two bands for one today. Yeah. You don't know the Calic Trams and the Intervirals. So it's a bonus. Nice. Brian, I want to thank you for being on the show. I want to wish you luck. We'll we'll have you back again. We need some more stuff ready. Yeah. People, check out the links. Any any final words you want to say to anybody or um, just support local music. Go see live bands. Go see your local bands, man. Support them. Come check us out. You can follow us at the Antivirals uh, on Facebook, the Antivirals on uh, uh, Instagram, all the socials, right? Oh, right. It's the yeah. socials now. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter, all that. So check out the music. All right, man. You have a good day. Thanks for being on. All right, man. Thank you.